Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Do your pants look haunted? Is it more like a drawer full of underwear wolves? Well, perhaps it's time for an exorcism. And what better way than by calling a Jesuit priest to chant things at your nether garments? Sorry, uh, I mean by going to british-boxers.com and getting yourself some new ones. British Boxers are an ethical, independent, basically all the things you'd like a place to be type company. They do all sorts of casual wear and nightwear. No, not like vampire cloaks, but you know, brushed cotton dressing gowns, crisp cotton pyjama sets and slippers. So even if you are visited in the night by an apparition or ghoul, you'll be comfy and as they scare the pants off you, they'll be well impressed with how well made those pants from British Boxers are. Head to British-Boxers.com and use the code PARPOLBRO15 at the checkout for 15% off your order and you'll never have um, nightmares on Elm Street again, or anywhere else for that matter. Hello and welcome to the partly political broadcast. No, no, sorry, that is enough of that. Uh, welcome to the partly political broadcast, the comedy politics podcast that is excited about Halloween as it'll make a real change from the last 19 months for everyone to be wearing masks and feeling a bit scared of things. I'm Fiernan Boo. No, I, I can't do it. Tin and do yeah. And as the government say they aren't ready to bring in COVID measures plan B, this does make sense as they've still not managed to get round to trying plan A yet. What is the scariest Halloween costume for 2021? I mean, I'm going for exhausted, unhealthy, middle-aged man yet again as it still terrifies me every single time I look in the mirror. But for everyone else, there's really quite the choice this year. Perhaps you could dress up as the government's COVID measures plan B, as the mere mention of it sends members of the cabinet trembling. Nothing could be scarier than the prospect of having to enact policies and measures that once released into the atmosphere may save lives, but only at the cost of screaming, you fucked up, at the Conservatives as it does. Current COVID infection rates mean the virus is now more popular than Squid Game. And in fact, the health secretary and what if Mike Wazowski had another eye but no personality, Sajid Javid, held a press conference just to tell everyone how bad everything was and how they were going to do absolutely nothing about it. 
Actually, sorry, it's not that bad, as Javid said deaths were only over 100 a day, which he said on a day when they were over 200, but I guess he's not wrong, is he? I mean, anything over 100 deaths a day is still technically over 100 deaths a day, and he'll no doubt be able to reassure us it's still only over 100 deaths a day if they reach the 4,000 deaths a minute mark. It might scare many of you that Sajid Javid is health secretary, but with maths abilities like that, imagine how horrified the financial sector were when he worked for them. These only over 100, which I should say is still the equivalent of all the deaths in the four Scream films if you watch them all two and a half times, which no one should ever have to. Yes, it is very weird, even with a new Scream film coming out this Halloween, it now just looks like a movie about someone being sensible and wearing a mask indoors. These 100 deaths a day are, according to Javid, mercifully low. Yes, those are the words he used, and it is a relief, right, isn't it? That only over 100 people have been dying every single day from Covid, and by, of course, over 100, that could be anywhere between 101 deaths a day and the entire population of the planet. I do hope Javid is as open with his enthusiasm for the loss of human life in future tragic circumstances. Oh, luckily that terrorist incident only killed over 100 people. Few, eh, everyone? He'd say in his voice that always sounds like he's fed his speech into a computer-generated voice programme. Imagine if they'd lived and remember how shit we were. What a relief they've all died. Better than enacting Plan B, though, right? I mean, that would be the actual worst. There's no plans to immediately move to Plan B, said the Chancellor and not Yeti Rishi Sunak, which means they'll wait until it's the last possible minute and then do it at three minutes to midnight and let some presenter on QVC announce it first, in between showing you how a blender doesn't work. According to the one report that the government are following and are refusing to look at any others, cases should fall in November even without a Plan B, probably on account of everyone being dead by then. Sorry, mercifully dead, and Covid having nothing left to infect. These reports also state that if they do drop, that'll only be because there's going to be a massive spike in spring instead, so it's all a little bit final destination in terms of the coronavirus knowing it's going to catch up with you down the road, and based on those films, we'll just get it in an even more elaborate and weird way. I mean, I hope next spring I catch it after an escaped hawk swoops into a private plane which careers into some scaffolding near where I'm walking, and as it plummets, the construction worker holding onto it coughs in my direction before splatting to the ground in a mercifully fortunate way. The problem, of course, with a Plan B costume is that no one really knows what it looks like yet, apart from maybe wearing a mask and working at home, which, by going to a Halloween party, would indeed ruin that bit. Also, a Plan B costume wouldn't scare anyone other than the government, and if you have been invited to a party with them, it's probably best not to go as, well, it would be awful and you'd have to hang out with proper ghouls. But also, they still insist they don't need masks themselves. Which isn't true, as several of the Conservatives should always be wearing masks regardless of the pandemic, just to save our eyes from seeing how many of them resemble barely sentient porridge. Leader of the House of Commons and MP for Silent Hill, Jacob Rees-Mogg, said yet again that Tory MPs don't need to wear masks in Parliament because they know each other. Well, I suppose that is a nice way of saying that they all very much understand it'd be ineffective wearing coverings when they all have two faces each. Chancellor Rishi Sunak also said he would wear a mask on the train, but not in the House of Commons, though the former is likely in case a ruffian enters first class and there's a chance he might catch poverty off them or something. Sunak doesn't really need a mask as Covid is very grateful to him for all the work he's done for it with, you know, the eating out and helping out and then the going back to work. And should he need to, he'll probably just give it a tax break so it leaves him alone. That is definitely how viruses work, by the way. I'm actually fine with Conservatives making their own choices about their own health. As reports come in that the Palace of Westminster needs billions for repair or is in danger of fires and flooding, I just hope that MPs are insistent they won't need any extra protections and will still go into work regardless of the danger. 
Everyone else wants to see a plan B, though, from scientists, doctors and even the Labour Party. Well, actually, Shadow Chancellor and Aunt Spiker, Rachel Reeves, said the government should do more to make plan A work first, with the sort of baseless hope that a child might have as it pokes a dead bug with a stick and assumes it'll wake up soon. So, once again, it's just really up to us to get boosted, as the health secretary says, like he's a drug dealer from a 90s film written by people who'd never taken drugs. Even though you can't get boosted, as it's still not six months since many people's last jabs, and neither are appointments available. There isn't a single government plan that doesn't ever include some sort of confusing puzzle element where you have to work out how to get something that doesn't exist, and if you don't, then it's your fault. If you manage not to fuck up doing things that you can't do, Javid is expecting a normal Christmas, though he didn't specify if that's a new normal Christmas and therefore would be exactly the same as last year but with even less food. Another costume that would strike fear into the hearts of, well, again only really MPs, would be dressing up as their voting record. MP for Monmouth and the model for the creepy caretaker mask in every single Scooby-Doo episode, David Davies, accused someone on Twitter of hate speech for asking about the way he voted when it came to MPs deciding it's fine for water companies to pump untreated sewage into the seas and rivers. Actually, as Health Minister and Ardman creation Maria Caulfield made clear, that wasn't what they voted for and it's not fair to say so, so sorry everyone. Um, What they actually voted for was not to do anything about water companies pumping untreated sewage into rivers and seas until September 2020. By which point, I guess then, politicians won't have to do anything about it anymore, as those bodies of water will have been reclassified by then as large outdoor toilets. Maybe their incentive was to take back British waters, and by filling them with British poo, no one else will want to have anything to do with them. You know, the same way they're so clearly trying to curb immigration, by making the whole country so shit and unappealing, absolutely no one will want to come anymore. 17 popular beaches in Dorset as well as South End Beach have all had to put out don't swim warnings due to sewage being pumped into them, which must have really appealed to the Justice Secretary and early Michael Myers prototype Dominic Raab as he bloody loves it when a sea is closed. Conservative MPs are obviously over the moon as shit-filled seas mean any refugees desperate for some signs of humanity will be deterred by the smell long before border control has time to murder them. No one will be going to the seaside during another lockdown, well unless their partner is self-isolating in their only toilet. And the Prime Minister and blob from the film The Blob, Boris Johnson, gets to emulate his hero Churchill as he announces to no one in particular that we will shite them on the beaches. No wonder David Davies considered it a hate crime to see his voting record. It is horrifying, and I can only assume he has nightmares about it most days. (laughs) I kid, he seems like the sort of person who embraces the endless torrent of shit and attempts to pollute the stream. From the 7th of January next year, the UK is ceasing to recognise or allow the import of mineral water from the EU and European Economic Area in order to, and I kid you not, promote Britain's clean, healthy and delicious natural mineral waters. Well, they do say that there are benefits to drinking your own urine, don't they? though I'm not sure about drinking everyone else's too. Another popular Halloween costume this year is as a failed COP26 climate conference. The Prime Minister is very concerned that he won't be able to secure the agreements needed to tackle climate change, and that is of course very likely because Britain will be the only country that doesn't sign them. According to Johnson, the conference is to get the world to agree to a net zero target, which it isn't, it never has been, it's been to get the worst CO2 emitters to cut how much they might be emitting. No wonder it won't be a success when the Prime Minister doesn't even know what he's going to be asking them to do. Johnson's very idea of how to stop climate change is, as you'll be unsurprised to hear, incredibly confused. I mean, he told a group of schoolchildren that recycling plastic doesn't work, which is odd because he seems to think it's incredibly effective recycling very plastic slogans. And Johnson suggested that we could feed some human beings to animals to bring nature back, though I'm sure the amount of people that he'd want to use as fodder would be mercifully low. This could be why he really wants to make sure the country has gone to the dogs. 
Green is good, green is right, green works, Johnson told the Global Investment Summit last week in what sounds like he wasn't even sure what party he's leader of. Johnson's big net zero plan appears to mainly be letting people know the boiler police won't be taking their boiler away, presumably because the boiler burglars would do that, though I suppose it is very hard to know in this day and age. Then there were some half-thought-through plans that Rishi Sunak isn't going to allow to happen. Bill Gates, a man who made billions to make sure no one asks him if he is in fact a giant chicken disguised as a human, agreed to match the UK's 400 million green investment package, which was great. But the Chancellor only really wanted to pledge 200 million and was less keen to borrow funds as what if we're all in debt when we get swept away by massive sea level rises, which now of course will involve us drowning in our own shit, a perfect metaphor for the UK right now. For Sunak, you see, a greener economy means one of the colour of money, if you pretend money is like how it is in American cartoons, which is what the Chancellor does as he never actually has to see any, he's just comfortable knowing it's all owned by his father-in-law. Sunak told a newspaper this week that he's very lucky as he and his wife are supported by their family and they're not struggling financially, which again is true, but much in the same way a spider could say they weren't very leg deficient, or Sajid Javid could say deaths were over 100 and mercifully low. Maybe a good Halloween costume this year would be someone who's not struggling, meaning that you go as Jeff Bezos or Scrooge McDuck. Sunak's wife has more money than the Queen and she doesn't even have to earn it by having paparazzi wonder if she's dead every two minutes or by sheltering a paedophile. The Chancellor gets to present the budget this week just in time for Halloween, though he seems to have leaked all of it to the press already, which is never a good sign that he's any good at saving. Sunak says this budget is about investing in public services. Ah, good, because they've been really depleted in resources and funding these last 11 years. Really wish I could put a finger on why I'm so... So curious, if only we could find out. There will be £500 million for early years support, including £82 million to set up family hubs in 75 new council areas. I suppose if you say it loudly or write it on a big bit of paper, it might just make up for all the sure start centres that got double that funding per year until the Conservatives cut them all and shut them all down. It's very much like helping early years support in the way that, say, Annie Wilkes in the film Misery might. There is going to be funding for a skills revolution, which hopefully Sunak and everyone in the cabinet will go through first, so they might actually become good at at least something. English city reasons are going to get £7 billion to improve public transport, just so Rishi Sunak might have more places he'll actually put a fucking mask on. And it already looks like all the announcements are going to be pretending the amounts allocated will be in any way helpful to areas that need at least double that level of support. But yet again, it's the government's insistence to do as little as possible so that they can say they're not doing nothing. I do hope all the post-budget reports say all figures are over 100 and are mercifully low. Perhaps the scariest costume you could have for Halloween 2021 is simply dressing as someone who sees the news that infection rates are through the roof, our rivers are full of shit, our Prime Minister isn't even aware of what day it is, and every service we need is underfunded, and thinks, yeah, I'll still vote Conservative. Because, uh, that is truly, truly scary. In other news, the UK has struck a trade deal with our closest neighbour, ahem, New Zealand, in which British farming industry is the sacrificial lamb that's going to slaughter. Farmers in the UK are likely to have their trade ruined by cheap meat exports that have travelled thousands of miles, and I can't imagine they'll let the government get much sleep over that, even less if there aren't the sheep to count to help them. On the plus side, this is the only time we'll see Johnson lose to a Labour party, even if they are on the other side of the world, so right now I'll take what I can get. The 2.6 million Downing Street briefing room that's no longer used for briefings was used last week instead to screen the new James Bond film, No Time to Die, which feels like it very much could be a phrase uttered by any of the cabinet in the past week in regards to infection rates. Many critics have said it's a waste of money to be doing such things, but the latest Bond is about a missing scientist, so actually it might be a really good example for the government to see someone actually following the science for once. 
Housing Secretary Michael Gove was accosted by anti-vaxxer demonstrators. He must have loved it, though, as he is tired of experts. And finally, UKIP, yes, they do still exist, have elected yet another new leader after their last one was suspended, because it seems they do believe in cancel culture after all. The new leader is in the shape of reanimated corpse Neil Hamilton, best known for receiving cash for questions. Hopefully, as head of political relic UKIP, no one will want to ask him anything, and he won't make a penny. Halloween! Oh, God, I'm sorry. I really can't be bothered. I say this on the show every year, but Halloween really has been quite redundant since around 2010. Uh, I don't know why. I don't know what's happened since then. I can't quite put my finger on it. I mean, it's never a great celebration anyway, when it seems to largely revolve around children knocking on strangers' doors in some weird one-day threat reversal, um, a selection of weird costume ideas like sexy human resources administration officer, and then bobbing for apples, when look, it's always just so much easier picking one up and eating it. I've never thought, you know what, I'd love an apple, I'll just throw it in a barrel first and then waterboard myself so I can have one of my five a day. It's stupid. I am, of course, being a grump on purpose, but really, what is the point in trying to scare ourselves when for the rest of the year you can just watch the news for exactly the same effect? My daughter this year uh, wanted to dress up as a zombie for Halloween, um, but since changed her mind to now Frankenstein's monster and now a pumpkin, uh, because as we know, root vegetables are the most terrifying, especially sort of with the British farming industry as it is. Um, I'm trying to subtly hint, though, that she should be dressed as a rolling chart of the rising infection rates, but she's really not keen. I just think it might be a really good way uh, to make us not have to go to any parties. Thanks, Yelburn, for your nice review of this here podcast on Apple Podcasts. Um, just a short interview-free episode this week, as I've been busy doing a very fun job for the launch of new Scream Street episodes on CBBC, uh, which involved um, a live show and loads of videos for kids online, all of which had billions of views. No, thousands. Um, except the last one, where I guess they just sort of, they'd seen three and they got to the fourth. And they thought, oh, I've had enough of that weird bearded man. Um, still, if you have children or you need a guide of how to do stand-up that is full of fart jokes and stop-motion animation clips... Um, I will pop a link in the podcast blurb just in case. Maybe just watch episode four and keep it on repeat. That would be very helpful. Thank you. Um, So the only thing I did want to ask uh, this week, apart from, you know, thanks for listening. Thanks for being here and all that. I know it's half term, so there's probably going to be um, a good third or so less of you listening as you try and work out what on earth to do with your children when um, you are tired and everyone's got bugs. Um, But I hope you're having a good week. Uh, The only thing I wanted to ask the rest of you, the ones that are tuning in, um, is some clever comedian types I know do an ad-free version of their podcast for Patreon subscribers as you can get a podcast RSS stream straight from there um, but you do have to add it to your podcast app yourself using clever things I did it once uh, I think by accident it was very good um, it would be super easy for me to do an ad-free version of the podcast and put it on Patreon is that something you would want would it be an incentive to sign up to patreon.com forward slash bro if yes um, I'll even remove the British boxers ads and the occasional time I suddenly for no reason say uh, we all adore Kiora um, I really hope big Kiora pay me for that that was a blatant plug there um but yeah i'd remove all of that sort of stuff it would be 100 ad free in every I'd, I'd keep in ads for like the videos i've done you don't have a choice about that but everything else would go anyway let me know if that sounds reasonable um if that's something you might like and i will start giving it a trial pretty soon um anyway probably anyway may as well see what happens right that is sort of it for this week oh uh, apart from this tiny little look at budget happenings Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Don't get too excited, but this week the Chancellor is announcing the budget. No, I said don't get too excited. Sit down, calm down. Carb. Yes, I know you'll get to see the little red briefcase that we'll all wonder what's inside when it's definitely just a sandwich and a baggie. Yeah, we'll get the weird stage photo of Rishi Sunak wearing casual wear over his suit because he's so rich he had it grafted to his skin to make sure no one ever thinks he's even slightly poor. And then, you know, he'll be writing on some paper that definitely has printed words on it as though to disguise as a robot he actually writes in computer fonts. And yes, I know there'll be loads of pledges that either aren't very good or are good but won't happen. And then there'll be a joke someone else wrote for him that doesn't actually understand jokes. I know, I know, I know. And actually, talking about it like that, you know what? I'm not excited either. Usually I do some sort of incoherent post-budget analysis next week after it happened, but so much has already been revealed to the press in the vague hope that they'll like it or it'll be something to report on other than the fact that the national virus of Britain is now COVID. I'm not sure what the reason is, but whatever it is, here's some of what to expect on Wednesday. So yeah, sorry, spoiler alert! The national living wage is going to rise from £8.91 per hour to £9.50, which is a really good thing and pretty much what the outside London living wage is, according to the Living Wage Foundation. Um, Though the Living Wage Foundation did set that last November before all the price rises, the fact that energy bills are going to cost more than the sun, tax rises and all the universal credit cuts too. Uh, It will only take effect from April next year, by which point we'll probably also be paying local racketeers to protect our stalls after the inevitable purge. So, not quite enough money, but that's still good. Uh, That's just for anyone over 23 though obviously if you're under 23 it'll go to £9.18 to reflect the fact that everywhere in Britain you know they just ask you for your age don't they and then when you say I'm only 22 they immediately reduce the prices for you don't they when they find out you're young enough to still have hope that is how it works I'm sure I'm sure it is The Chancellor thinks that this rise will balance out the cuts to universal credit, which it won't. And it also ignores people who can't work or don't have access to work, something that Sunak doesn't have any comprehension of as someone who doesn't have to work but still chooses to, like a fucking weirdo. There is likely to be a change to public sector pay as well, but we'll have to see what that is, bearing in mind that Rishi Sunak thought it was only fair public sector had a pay freeze while the private sector were being furloughed, which is a really odd equivalence. You get less money because these people are sitting at home and getting money for doing that. But anyway, Sunak probably thinks you can cash in class at the bank or something. The NHS is to receive £5.9 billion to help cut waiting list times, which is £2.1 billion less than it actually needs a year to survive and cope with all the understaffing. Still, though, it is enough for the government to say they've given it loads of money and it's still not working, so time to sell it all to cheeseboard face Tim Martin, who'll douse all patients with beer until their wounds are disinfected and then charge them for it. There's also going to be £5 billion on health research and development, but it looks like overall science funding won't reach Johnson's promise of £22 billion a year, which is what he said, but we should have expected that as he did promise. Who needs science anyway? I mean, what has it done for us these last 19 months? Oh, oh yeah. 
There's going to be £3 billion of funding for what Sunak calls turbocharging post-16 education, which sounds like the sort of words he thinks kids use as they go around on their skateboards drinking Sunny Delight. The amount of places on skills boot camps will quadruple, more training for T-level scholarships and a whole load of traineeships so that kids can learn that by doing lots and lots of very hard and exhausting work, they'll get paid pittance too, which fills the exploitation gap we now have because of Brexit. £6.9 billion of money is going to public transport improvements, though Sunak has since admitted that only £1.5 billion of that is new, which means like many public transport services in Britain, it's been rerouted last minute and will likely inconvenience someone. There is the new Sure Start style hubs announcement to replace the old one that actually worked and had more funding, £700 million for border services, which already exist, and £850 million for world-renowned cultural and heritage hotspots so they can take in even more tourists who will have nothing else to see after all the other art died during the pandemic due to a complete lack of support. £435 million is going to the Crown Prosecution Service to improve the response to rape and sexual assault cases, which is good, but also ignores how many courts have been shut down, the state of the prison service, and a whole heap of other issues with the justice system that means actually it probably won't improve those things whatsoever. So that's what we know so far. Uh, What we'll probably also see are things like a not much on fuel duty to offset any promises at COP26, some gag about how the opposition would destroy the economy worse, and various uses of the words levelling up before saying ways in which that isn't happening. It is tricky because, yes, extra funding for the courts, the NHS, post-16 education, etc., and the rising of the minimum wage is all what we want. But as we'll see again this Wednesday, it's coming in late after the winter of shortages and high costs, and it's never actually quite enough to be good. Sunak is the sort of person who, if his kids asked him for Lego, he'd probably get them one small brick to share and shout, this is what you wanted, you should be grateful, at them, as they cry and try to work out if anything else at all will stick to it. Still, have fun watching it on Wednesday! And now, we face the end! (laughs) Sorry, I mean, it's the end of this week's tediously Halloween partly political broadcast. Thanks to you for listening and to the creepy ghost child that's been staring at me while I've been recording this and keeps tutting when I make a mistake and have to re-record. I should say that's not a Halloween thing, she's just always there. And I'm pleased, to be honest, as it's very expensive to hire a real producer. If this show tickles your funny bone because, I don't know, you're a skeleton or something... Oh, God, then do spread the word to all who you like and think may enjoy share it on the socials write a nice five star review on whichever podcast app you use like Apple Podcasts or Amazon Music or one of the others owned by billionaires who are ruining everything and maybe if you can donate to the patreon.com forward slash purple bro site because I'm not a billionaire and I really Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. I think I could ruin a lot more things if I just had some help. Fangs! <laughs> oh, God. To Acast, sorry. Acast! My brother, Last Skeptic. I mean, Ghastly Skeptic. And to Witch's Cat Day. 
This will be back next week when hopefully the COVID infection rates within Parliament will be mercifully low. And by that, I mean over 100 cases a day. Bye! This week's show was sponsored by Shit Creek and Pooh River, a brown water rafting and water sports centre as sponsored by the Conservative Party. Canoe up the fast-flowing excrement and hope there's no splashback. Family piddling sessions also available. We'll be right back.